Left-wing propaganda has dramatically changed Americans' views on free speech. DHS Secretary Mayorkas gets pummeled during congressional hearings. Plus, Democrats such as Mary Gay Scanlon continue their assault on children. All that and more. I'm Bobby Everly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. I hope you had a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the devastating effects of left-wing propaganda on the American people, especially the younger generations. Not only does the media operate on a continuous propaganda machine that promotes Marxist ideology, but on the flip side, the media, government, and big tech work in conjunction to silence and censor opposing viewpoints. The result is a growing number of people who hold views that just a few years ago would seem full-on communist at worst and anti-American at best. A recent poll by the Pew Research Center shows a dramatic change in attitudes toward free speech rights, which of course is driven by the left railing against so-called disinformation. According to the poll, respondents said the government should restrict false information online, even if it limits freedom of information. 55% favored that position, while only 42% opposed it. This is just incredible. As pointed out by Alex Berenson, who wrote a Substack article on the poll, this same poll question was asked five years ago, and both Democrats and Republicans favored free speech online by roughly three to two margins. Today, Republicans still favor the First Amendment by about that much, but Democrats have turned against it by even more. You can see the partisan breakdown in this next chart, where in 2018, Republicans favored free speech protections online 60 to 37, and Democrats felt the same by 57 to 40. But in the five years since, the swing has been dramatic. Republicans now favor online free speech protections by 59 to 39%. But now, only 28% of Democrats feel the same way, with 70% now favoring government restrictions, 70%. So the onslaught of left-wing propaganda is certainly working, especially on those who already lean left. All one needs to do is scan the media to see the agenda is to suppress free speech so that only one so-called truth is presented. The truth according to the left. That any time you point out untruths, you're censuring, you're stopping people from speaking. It's not that we're not stopping people from speaking, people can speak, but we're also going to give the American people the truth so that they can have science and facts and history against wild outlandish claims that the Republicans are trying to get. That's not only going to keep them from going to the polls or suppressing vote or telling untruths, but is also really very detrimental to the American people. That was Democrat Stacey Plaskett, who recently tried to censor RFK Jr. during a congressional hearing on censorship. As covered again by Alex Berenson, the New York Times followed up on that hearing by writing this. Despite the theater, the hearing raised thorny questions about free speech in a democratic society. Is misinformation protected by the First Amendment? When is it appropriate for the federal government to seek to tamp down the spread of falsehoods? The answers to those two questions are simple. Yes and never. Yes, so-called misinformation is protected by the First Amendment. Free speech is free speech. And never should the government seek to stifle free speech 
in the name of tamping down the spread of falsehoods. Because as we are seeing from the left right now, that puts government and media and big tech in, in charge of determining what the truth is. And we saw during COVID that their truth has nothing to do with science, data, or facts. A recent Gallup poll finds that a stunning 83% of Democrats don't believe there's a crisis at the southern border. 83%. Since Biden took office, more than 7 million illegal migrants were encountered. Reports indicate that 40% of illegals who are caught but then released into the country are never seen or heard from again. But hey, it sure looks like the propaganda machine is working because according to Democrats, there's no border crisis at all. All right, next let's talk about congressional hearings. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, this week the U.S. House hosted a number of hearings, including a grilling of DHS Secretary Mayorkas and stunning information from a government whistleblower on UFOs. Let's start with Mayorkas, because there are a number of people in the Biden administration who should be impeached and removed from office, including Attorney General Merrick Garland and Biden himself. But I think there's no more fitting place to start than with Mayorkas. He refuses to do his job, which is to ensure a secure border. America has no control over its southern border right now, and that falls on Mayorkas. He is purposely enacting policies that make America less safe, and Republican House members were letting him know it. This administration has abandoned any semblance of border security and immigration enforcement, and Americans are paying the price, and they demand accountability. Is it your responsibility or President Biden's responsibility to make sure there is operational control? Congressman, um, these are not hard questions. You've taken this app and you've digitized illegal immigration and you've scaled it to the moon. Like this app that you've got everybody downloading is like the Disney fast pass into the country. We have a national security crisis and you're sitting here and saying, you know, looking at us with very smiley face, it's unacceptable. I showed you before when you were here, the lost voices of fentanyl, the hundreds the thousands of Americans that continue to die, 90,000 since you came into this committee and lied to us saying we have operational control. Now, I want to focus in on some comments made by Representative Matt Gates, who was truly awesome. He kept hammering Mayorkas, and Mayorkas would not answer the questions. Gates asked specifics. He asked for specific numbers of illegals who just disappear into the country, and Mayorkas wouldn't answer. Gates asked whether Mexico was an ally in this fight, and Mayorkas said yes, but it is clear, positively clear, that the Mexican government is controlled by the cartels. The Mexican government is not an ally. Here's Gates. It's hilarious and somewhat troubling that you say that, because like, I'm looking at the El Chapo trial, where President Nieto took a $100 million bribe from the Sinaloa cartel. Do you think that the subsequent presidents following Nieto weren't offered a bribe by the cartel or didn't take the bribe? Congressman, I, I disagree with everything you have said. Uh, right, right but, well, but you can disagree all you want, but what you won't provide is any number. And when, when you sit there and just kind of ostensibly disagree without any facts, it shows people what the real gig is. The Mexican government is captive to the cartels. They are doing the bidding of the cartels, and based on your response today, so are you. Wow, just incredible. And again, we have all the information we need to draw up impeachment articles against Mayorkas. This is not political. It's willful acts that endanger the country. Mayorkas needs to go. And then 
there was the hearing into what the government is potentially withholding from congressional oversight regarding UFOs and what is now being called UAPs or Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Now, for those of you who don't know, I have a PhD in aerospace engineering and worked for a NASA contractor for 12 years. So this topic has always fascinated me. What came out of the hearing, especially from former Air Force intelligence officer David Grush, was incredible. If you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. Now, Congressman Tim Burchett was one of the Republicans in the hearing, and he spoke to Newsmax about some of the revelations. Now we have to start asking the question, why is the Pentagon and the rest of these war pimps, why are they covering it up? And, um, and we got to be cautious, too, about sending them any more money because that's what they're wanting to do now, to study it, because they understand the American public knows what's going on, and they want to act uh, innocent in all this. And, and frankly, they've been covering this up since at least 47. We don't need to send any more money. We just need transparency. If billions of dollars are being spent off the books to study, develop, or reverse engineer technology that has unknown origins, then Congress must exercise oversight, and the defense and intelligence communities must be held accountable. It's our tax dollars that's funding all of this, and we have a right to know what's going on. All right, next let's talk about left-wing Democrats such as Mary Gay Scanlon, who think it's okay to destroy a child's body, to sterilize them, to mutilate them, all in the name of the Marxist transgender ideology. In recent comments to Congress, Scanlon said this. So let's start by setting the record straight. Gender-affirming care is safe and effective, can you believe this? Gender-affirming care is not health care. You don't chop up body parts to treat a mental condition, and you certainly don't do it to children. This is grotesque and evil. The left is not only mixing up the minds of children, but then taking advantage of that state by pushing chemicals and procedures that radically harm the human body. Here's more. Access to gender-affirming care is essential to the mental health and well-being of trans youth. This care is tailored to both the mental and physical health needs of patients, as well as their developmental stage in life. This is infuriating. There is no physical health need for taking children and chopping off body parts and sterilizing them. None. It's, a, it's child abuse, plain and simple. Now, you're having people come forward and suing doctors and hospitals for this child abuse. Check out these comments from someone who, as a child, went through these barbaric surgeries. The gender specialist I was taken to, taken to see, told my parents that I need to be put on puberty blocking drugs right away. They asked my parents a simple question. Would you rather have a dead daughter or a living transgender son? I was fast tracked onto puberty blockers and then testosterone. The resulting menopausal like hot flashes made focusing on school impossible. I still get joint pains and weird pops in my back, but they were far worse when I was on the blockers. A month later, when I was 13, I had my first testosterone injection. I had a double mastectomy at 15. They tested my amputated breast for cancer. And I was cancer-free, of course. I was perfectly healthy. Before I was able to legally drive, I had, part, 
I had a huge part of my future womanhood taken from me. I will never be able to breastfeed. I struggle to look at myself in the mirror at times. It's just heartbreaking. The entire family was manipulated by a profession that is supposed to do no harm. But the left has infiltrated everything, and it's up to all of us to fight back. We can't let our children become victims. You cannot change your gender, period. And any doctor or so-called healthcare provider who engages in these horrific surgeries should be thrown in jail forever. So we've had left-wing propaganda, Mayorkas testimony, and Democrats pushing surgeries on children. We need to ask them, do you have a relaxed brain? I got what you call like, I don't know, a relaxed brain. Okay, today on Relaxed Brain, we have Democrat Representative Greg Kassar, who is being hailed as a hero by the loony left for going on an eight-hour hunger strike. Eight hours, where he didn't have any water. That's right. Kassar even tweeted about it and opened himself up to obvious ridicule from the fact that each and every day, humans go eight hours without water. My, how the standards of the epic hunger strike have changed. You can see here as Kassar is getting comforted. He even has a little pulse monitor on. It's just crazy. One Twitter user noted that this so-called hunger strike will probably be followed by skipping breakfast for climate change. That's a good one. All right, friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Monday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.